Happy Sabbath. It is so great to see all of you today. Thank you so much for the worship team. Let's give them a clap. Don't even need to be up here, honestly. That was, that was a blessing, and they sang one of my favorite songs named The Blessing. Um, but today is an awesome day because tomorrow is Father's Day. And I want to acknowledge all the fathers here, all the ones who are present. Happy Father's Day. Um, Matt always tends to ask me on some tough times to come and preach. So last time I came was Mother's Day, and I lost my mom. I lost my dad, too. But in all, God receives all the glory because he has blessed me with a father who is not by blood, who has just always been with me. So Papa Bear, I thank you. I love you. Um, I thank God for you. I thank God for each and every one here today uh, because today God gets the glory. Um, your presence means that no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, you came to church today. Throughout all the struggles, um, all the challenges and setbacks, you decided to come to church today. And I pray that through his word today that each and every one of you will get a feeling of his peace, of his mercy, of his strength, and to be a reminder that you are a light no matter where you are today. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for your breath of life. We thank you for the provision that you provide every single day, even the ones that we uh, neglect sometimes, the ones that we are so unaware of, Lord. But Father God, we ask that you flood this place with your spirit. Um, and for those who need healing right now, in this very moment, Lord, I pray for healing. I pray for peace for those who are feeling uneasy or confused or lost or stuck. Lord God, you are mighty and salvation comes through no one but you, Lord. And so we humbly ask you to just fill this space, God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So in every season we go through, we know God's goodness and mercy never changes. In Hebrews 13, 8, it says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. King Solomon also said that there was a time for everything and the season for every activity under the heavens. And depending on the season that you're in right now, especially if you've been let down, if you've been hurt, dealing with setbacks, dealing with other kinds of challenges, loss after loss, delays, unsure of what God is even doing in your life right now, sickness or disease, being a take advantage of or feeling unvalued, or even dealing with abuse. All of these things were never meant to deter you from experiencing God's peace and freedom. We know this, but it still happens every day. I've been through that. And when you feel stuck, you feel lost. And when you feel lost, you start to lose hope. And that's when the enemy comes and swoops in and steal, kill, and destroy not only your peace and your joy, but your light, your purpose, and your blessings. And oftentimes, when you think you're on a good track and the enemy is just knocking on your door and you open the door and he's basically like, how you doing? <laughs> it's been a while. I see you got the door cracked. How about we spend some time? And next thing you know, you've just been completely distracted and veered away from your God-given purpose. 
So today my servant is called, you are worthy, so move. And so we can get so bombarded with everything happening around us, we can let one simple season or single season of our lives to determine our very existence, and we get stuck. And we oftentimes don't know what to do. And even when we decide to turn to God, it's still confusing. And God is a righteous God, and God does have a plan for everybody. But you are still human, and it is difficult. It is challenging. Even when you are filled with the word, there are bad days. Some days you don't even want to get up in the morning. Some days you're doubting God, even when you're full of faith. And that alone is discouraging. That alone will keep you from coming to God's house, worshiping him, wherever you are. It doesn't matter. And the enemy will use that to distract you from all the things that God is actually doing in your life right now. So what's been a season of your life where you felt that way? Or maybe you're still struggling with it. Maybe you're still wrestling with it. Maybe you just showed up today on a whim. Oh my God, I'm done. I don't even know why I'm here. I've been in your word. I've been worshiping. I pray day in, day out, and nothing. But I'm here. And all God asks is a willing heart. And that's all he needs. One of my biggest challenges was depression. And by the grace of God, it's been two years since I've overcame depression, and I have to give him the glory on that. I really do. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. But I know in certain seasons may last longer than you may want. And we get so distracted by what's actually happening to us, right? And with depression, we often kind of sweep it under the rug and put a smile on their face and show up and do what we have to do. But we're still dealing with it. We're still wrestling with it on the inside. For me, that was my struggle. That was my challenge. Because not only did I feel unworthy of God's love and his mercy, it literally robbed me of all the things that God was trying to do in my life. So no matter how many people were coming up to me and speaking life to me, it would just go away. I couldn't fathom, I couldn't comprehend the life that was being soaked into me because my mind was just on reset, on cycle, every single day. You wake up day in, day out, feeling like you're not loved. And oftentimes with depression, you start filling voids that only God was supposed to fill. So depression, then you add anxiety, fear, doubt, all these things. And next thing you know, you're filling voids with sex and temptation and things that will just leave you empty, but you keep going back. And my sermon today is about you don't have to stay there. You don't because God has another way. And the thing about the enemy is once you leave a door from cracked and unchecked, he'll flood your mind with all sorts of crazy thoughts. And even with depression, it's still one of the leading causes of suicide. Now, I know people who have been through this. I know people who are still struggling with this. You literally feel like you can't even get up in the morning. 
and you would rather not be here physically, alive. Could you imagine how low that is when you feel like death is honestly better than waking up and feeling this way? Now, depression can come from all different sides of life. Loss. I lost two parents. I've been there. Maybe abuse. A father taking advantage of a child when you were supposed to be called to protect and to love. And, and that happens. And then you go through cycles of life where, Lord, if you really loved me, then why did this happen? Why am I going through this? And so you just have this constant cycle of feeling unworthy. And so you start to understand when we look at that from that perspective, we have more compassion for those who feel trapped in addition for decades. And they don't know how to get out. It's all they've ever known. And when you don't know who you are in Jesus, and you aren't rooted in the word of God, he will literally do everything to keep you running around the same mountain as long as he can. If you know the story of the Israelites wandering in the wilderness for 40 years, if complaining was literally one of the very things that kept them wondering when it was only supposed to be a short day's journey, imagine how long it would be if we don't heal from our trauma, if we don't forgive that person, or giving up that addiction, or even just stepping out on faith instead of being paralyzed by fear. And as long as we continue to feed these things every day, we lose sight of who God really is. But even at the other side of the spectrum, even with the Israelites wandering for 40 years, God still had a plan. And in that plan, a lot of things were removed from them. No more complaining, starting to obey always following God and never going astray. There's always a plan regardless. Everything works for his good for those who love him. And today God wants you to know that if you've been walking around a mountain, whatever that looks like for you for far too long, you are still worthy. You have always been worthy. If Christ died for you, each and every single person in this room today, you are worthy. So if you're battling depression and you want peace, and I know how that is, you can barely hear the voice of God. Everything is just bombarding your mind every single moment, and you just want peace and quiet. Or like I said before, if fear is holding you back from stepping out on faith, and you know God is calling you to something great, but you just don't know how because you feel, you feel so paralyzed, you are still worthy. And His grace is sufficient. You're worthy of His freedom, that only he can provide for the one that he loves, which is all of you today. And we often find ourselves fighting battles that God has already given us the victory for. But that's just the fallacy of who we are as people and how dependent we are, we should be, to God. You fight battles that God has already won, and he's given us the peace and victory over everything in our lives. He's given us the authority to fight, to resist, to speak, declare, whatever the case may be, whatever your mountain looks like. So John 8, 36 says, for whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And Jesus' sacrifice on the cross automatically grants you that freedom. Freedom from people's opinion 
freedom from desiring validation from other people. Freedom from bondage, freedom from sin. And sanctification, however, is an everyday process. Now, as people, we like to measure and we like to quantify things. How much? How big? Well, I've been over depression for two years. That's wonderful. But the thing about Jesus' power and authority is that once he gives you that freedom, it's all been paid at the cross. And we have the responsibility and accountability to embrace that and accept that for who he is and what he's done for us. Now, I understand there are challenges. I understand that things do take a little bit longer, but it's working out your salvation every single day that matters. So yes, he paid the ultimate price for you. Yes, he's, he's given you freedom and authority. But sanctification is the process of removing sin, allowing God to pick and prune from your life and to follow him. And it's an everyday process. You have to pick up your cross every day. Because with every day that goes by where you don't, you give the enemy an opportunity to come in and all he needs is a door cracked. So I wanted to provide some decorations to help you move in this season. So I know some of us have been stuck in the place for far too long. I know that some of us are very tired, losing energy. We don't even know what to do. And you try your best to hear from God, but you can't. You're just filled with doubt and all kinds of emotions. But renewing your mind with word and prayer is one of the most important things that you can do, not just as a Christian or a believer, but to literally fight the enemy. It is a battlefield every single day. And Hebrew 4.12 says this, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So the word of God is actually breathing. It is alive. So whenever you declare the word, you declare the promises over your life, it has no other way but to come back to you. God cannot lie. And if you embrace that, and if you wrap and bind that around your hearts and your minds, the enemy can't do anything but run. And I know it's easier said than done. But that is the authority that we have every day. And if we are constantly battling ourselves in the lies of the enemy, we have to make an effort to renew. We have to make an effort to read, pray. And I know it's hard. You wake up in the morning, first thing you do, get your cup of coffee, whatever it is that you do, and you go straight to work. And the minute you drive off, your day starts. And it's so hard. Working for bosses you don't like. Working for a job you hate. Dealing with pressures. Comparing yourselves. All of these things hit you the minute you leave the house. And I understand. But he's given us an opportunity to walk with him. And the hard part is wrestling with that choice. Sometimes it is easier just to 
throw in the towel. But if you remind yourself of the sacrifice that he's made for each and every one of us, you're literally walking in power and authority. The ability to cast down strongholds, not just in your life, but in other people's lives. That's the power of what he's given you because he loves you. He loves all of us. Secondly, know who you are and whose you are. So when you accept Jesus as your Savior and you confess it with your mouth, because there is power, there's death and life in the power of the tongue, and you believe in his death, you believe in his resurrection, but not only that, you don't stop there. We know that he ascended and is now sitting at the right hand of God and is now intercessing, meaning he's intervening on your behalf. You now have a representation. You now have a direct connection with God when there was none before. In Romans 8, 29, verses 29 through 31, we are more than conquerors. So what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Not your enemy. Not words being declared over you over and over. Not even the challenges that you're going through, not even the setbacks, not even the delays, not even the sickness has control. It's hard sometimes to be up here and, and preach when I know like how angry I was when my mom passed away from cancer. And I remember so many times how I just, I questioned God. I questioned everything about God. And when she passed away, I literally told God, like, I'm done. I'm done believing. I'm done hoping. You were supposed to heal her. And you didn't. And you didn't show up. And that fueled the mountain that I was running around. Completely turned off from the world. And he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. So who then is the one who condemns? No one. Because Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Now, with the way today's generation is going, we're all on social media, whether you have businesses, whether you are on TikTok, influencer, whatever the case is, it's kind of not hard to compare yourself to somebody else. Somebody just got a new car, or somebody just made six figures in a month, and I'm sitting here struggling. <laughs> And oftentimes, we fill our minds on all the things that we don't have. And it's so easy to lose sight of what God is literally blessing us each and every day. Family, loved ones, health. Even if you are struggling with something, or you've got a bad doctor's note, you're still here and you're still alive. And you still have purpose. 
None of that gets taken away from you because the doctor gave you some bad news. Because God is the God of the midnight hour. He doesn't often show up when you want him to. Half the time you think he's running late. <laughs> like, yeah, you were supposed to be here like an hour ago. That's cool. <laughs> but even when he does appear late, he always ends up showing at the right time. And when I was battling depression and that was fueling addiction after addiction, void after void, and the whole cycle just continues, I realized that he was never away from me. He was never far. He was always right there with me. And in his word, he promises that he will literally never forsake you that he will be with you to the ends of the earth. Now, if you want to quantify that, it doesn't matter if God is calling you to San Francisco and you don't know whether you should take the job or not. Because wherever you go, his blessings go with you. His favor goes with you. It doesn't matter what the doctor says. Because Christ has the authority. The same God who heals the sick and raises the dead is the same God who exists today. And Matthew 5.14 says, You are the light of the world. You are a town built on a hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. Now, I don't know what everyone here has been through or what you're currently going through, but a lot of you have lost hope. A lot of you have lost the light that you once had, joy, all of it, peace, gone. But it's not over. Because even in the darkness, God's light overpowers it. And it is only a matter of time before he reveals why is it that you're going through whatever it is you're going through. So whether he chooses to do something right there on the spot or you feel like there is a delay, God is still there, he's still present. And you were given something very special that only you have that no one else has. There is only one James. There's only one Matt. There's only one Dawson. There's only one me. There's only one you. And you know the gifts and talents that he's given you. And he's given everyone in here a measure of faith to act upon. And again, we have that opportunity to exercise that and it's on us at that point. Everyone here has talents. Maybe you've been trying to hone them. Maybe you haven't really figured it out yet. And you're pushing in your 30s and you're wondering like, what is going on? I should have had this by now. And it's okay. Our timelines never equate to what God has in store for us. If it takes you 40 
to get to where God wants you than it takes 40. But do not forget that God is the God of restoration. He's also the God of resurrection. So things that you thought that were dead in your heart, he can resurrect it again. And it doesn't matter where you are right now. It matters where you're going, but do not get stuck here because there is something personal and valuable for you and that there are other people waiting on you to obey. But now people say, well, God doesn't need us. He does. We are his chosen people. Don't let anyone tell you different. And his obedience will often lead to a blessing that you may not even be aware of. It's not just about us. It's about everyone outside of these doors right now who don't get to hear the word of God. And it's okay if you stumble. The word says, though he stumbles, he will not fall, for the right hand of God will uphold him. And so grace is given. And a lot of times we can get stuck feeling discouraged. Man, I should have been over that. I should have had the victory over that already. Like, what's up? I can't. I'm not a Christian. God can't love me. How many times have I slipped? How many times have I gone to God and asked for forgiveness and go back to the very same thing that I was praying for? It's a cycle. But his strength is made perfect in weakness. And 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says this, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest upon me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in my weaknesses, in insults and hardships. That's hard. I'm from New York, man. You, you insult me. I'm going to cut you deep with my words. But it's hard. I'm still learning. It's still a process. And persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Now, as long as we are tied to this, there will always be a battle between the spirit and the flesh. And oftentimes, the most, we will always lean to having confidence in our own flesh, to be self-sufficient. Well, I'll figure it out. That's an issue, I'll figure it out. Well, God's not working hard enough, I'll figure it out. I really have no idea what's going on. Everything is fine. Clearly it's not. But it's when we acknowledge our weakness, because we are all broken, otherwise we would not be here. We would just be filling seats for no reason at all. But acknowledging those weaknesses is what's, what brings us closer to our Father. Your sin, whatever you struggle with, whatever reason, it doesn't define you. It doesn't dictate who you are and where you are. In this moment, it does not. It does not have power or authority over you. But it's the reverse. So speak it out because you literally have the authority in you. I had to learn that. Sometimes I would be wrestling with certain things and 
I would feel so lost that I couldn't even remember the word, like, at all. So sometimes I would literally just have to open up a scripture, open up a word, and literally declare. It doesn't always have to be on your knees with your eyes closed. If the word is alive and active, it doesn't matter where you are, who you're with, or how you do it. As long as you confess it, as long as you open your mouth, the enemy will not have power or dominion over you. In Isaiah 43, 25, he says, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remember your sins no more. And in Psalms 103, 12, it says, as far as from the east is from the west, so far he has removed our sins from us. So if salvation only comes from God and he forgets our sins and we have in full confidence have received authority and power through his Holy Spirit, then we should be able to forget our past as well, not dwell in it. And we do. We get stuck in our own defeat. We get stuck in our own discouragement, in our own pain. Not only do we not heal, but we always end up repeating the same cycle. For example, if you've ever have experienced abuse, and that is not okay, you will often sometimes find it's very difficult to be in relationships. Trust, love, connection, all of that doesn't make sense. For me, last time I preached, I, I shared that, you know, when I was 11 and I was at a basketball camp, one of my basketball trip coaches tried to take advantage of me. I was 11 years old. And you tend to stuff that deep down. I'm not telling nobody that. I don't want anyone looking at me sideways. But in reality, that's the cycle that we perpetuate. Because the more times that we stuff our hurts and our pains and our traumas and our cycles down, we get sick. We feel lost. We see darkness. We, we feel like there is no hope whatsoever. But you don't have to stay there anymore. Whatever that situation was, it's, it's done. Declare it now. It's in the past. There needs to be healing. Too many of you have so much greatness in you. All of you have greatness in you. And a lot of that stuff, if it's not unchecked or healed, will literally rob you of the very thing God is calling you to. And sometimes it's when we pray and we ask God for certain things, Lord, like, I'm meant for greatness. Why am I still stuck here? What is it that you want me to do? And oftentimes we put ourselves, we put ourselves in that space and we confine God and we don't, we wrestle around the same thing over and over. But we have to deal with it. But you have the authority and the power to leave it here right now and let God fight those battles for you.
and step out of this building with freedom to think clearly, to walk in authority, to walk in love. Don't want trust issues going into a relationship or a marriage. You don't want to feel like you're bound and chained by the same thing for your whole entire life and miss out on happiness and joy that God is trying to give you and wants to give you. And it becomes so easy to believe the lies because it makes logical sense. Well, this is how it's always been, God. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. I'm, I'm here. This is it. When it's not, he wants to give you a life abundant. My last slide, move. Philippians 3, 13 through 14. But one thing I do, forgetting those things behind and reaching toward the things that which are ahead, I press on toward the goal. That grace is given to forget the past and forget what should be forgotten. Not taking 10 steps forward and looking back and getting pulled back from where you were. God did not give you freedom to run backwards. You are no longer a slave of sin. You're a slave to righteousness. You're a slave to peace. You're a slave to abundance in all areas, mentally, emotionally, financially. All of those things belong to you. In your relationships, generational cycles and curses, all of those can be broken. And it's not on here, but I do want to show one last scripture from Deuteronomy. And this is something that God has been calling me to for the past, like, five months. And I pray this is for someone here or listening. So it's Deuteronomy 1, verses 6 through 8. So the Lord our God said to us at Horeb, You have stayed long at this mountain, long enough. Break camp and advance into the hill country to the Amber the Amorites. Go to all the neighboring peoples in the Arabah and the mountains and the western foothills and the Negev and along the coast, the land of the Canaanites into Lebanon. As far as the great river, the Euphrates, see, I have given you this land. Go in and take possession of the land the Lord swore he would give to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to their descendants after them. Now, even after experiencing all types of challenges and setbacks and disobedience and groveling and complaining, God still provided a way out for his own people who didn't even have faith in him. So imagine being them and seeing the Red Sea split apart and literally God walking you and leading you to freedom. And you say, I would rather go back to where I was because life was kind of good. That's the mindset that we sometimes get stuck in, that sometimes bondage is just easier. And it's when you step outside of your comfort zone and trust God and let God lead, he will literally blow your mind, not only with his goodness and his mercy endures forever, but his love. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of cycles and broken cycles and generational cycles and curses and families where there's no healing. And on holidays, you have to go meet with family. You can't even sit down with them. You don't even trust them. You don't even like them. 
I'm tired of that. There have been people who have been wrestling with depression for their entire lives. And some of that stuff runs deep in the family, too. I know families who struggle through all kinds of things. But let God come in to your heart so you can be set free. It's not just meant for you. It's meant for everyone in here. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter how low or how deep you were. There's not a pit deep to get you out of. Remember that. So don't let your situation define or dictate you, but let his word speak over you and give you life each and every day. So not only that you can speak yourself out of freedom, but help others around you as well. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much, Lord. We declare in your name and the Son of Jesus to always be with us, to never depart from us, Lord, that wherever there is healing, Lord, that healing be declared right now. No matter what we're going through, no matter what the doctors say, no matter what we've believed for so long, Lord, that you have a way out for us, that we cast down strongholds and we cast down things that have been holding us back for far too long. God, in the name of Jesus, I ask that all of those things are get canceled out right here, right now, so that your people can live a life abundant and walk in freedom like we're supposed to. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.